0: The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop and Jonesboro and CrumbleCookies.com. All
1: right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry.
2: Good morning, Brandon Baxter.
1: So here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is May the 17th of 2023. We're glad you guys are ready to go with us this morning. Yes. Yes. You can always tell it's going to be a good show when we show up in bright colors.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of like in a hot pink today.
1: Yep, I got my bright white on. We're set to go. Yep. You come in here on a Monday, it's like navy, it's black. Yep. (laughs) By Wednesday, we're ready. Hey. So as we go throughout the show this morning, there is some new data out about uh, guys who sit down to go tinkle. (laughs) Okay. So, and we'll get into this, because I want Kelly to think about what she would be like if she was... You know, talking to some dude who said, hang on, i got to go sit down and go pee-pee.
2: I cannot wait to weigh in on this.
1: So, uh, plus, here's something else great for Kelly. There's a new show coming to ABC. It's called The Golden Bachelor.
2: Okay, Brandon,
1: you're an idiot. It's kind of like the Golden Girls Meet okay. The Bachelor. Okay. And- <laughs> I submitted somebody this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, the CMA Awards have announced some new hosts. We have uh, Dirk's Mentally cover of a country classic that he's put out on Apple Music. Plus, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. You ready for it?
0: I am ready. Let's go.
1: Let's tackle Wednesday morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know, you're dating around. Maybe mm-hmm. you're going to some dating roundtables. What do huh. they call that back in the day? Speed dating. Is that
2: what you used to do?
1: You know, I was always looking to date. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dateable.
2: Yeah. You know, you can tell I never much. dated. I was just always married.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, here's a show for Kelly. I submitted her name earlier <laughs> this morning.
2: Okay. What's the show?
1: ABC's about to debut a show called The Golden Bachelor. Brandon so this is for older members of The Bachelor. So maybe if we don't uh, fit the criteria of the normal Bachelor, we can go for the golden Bachelor.
2: I don't know why you're saying I don't fit the criteria. You don't mm. think
1: so? What's the age cutoff on the, the original? Leave me
2: alone. i just asking.
1: There's no they're, sense of getting they're mad. Ageist. They're ageist. They're what?
2: They're ageist.
1: No, they're trying to open up a new avenue for dating. And nothing says fun like watching senior citizens go on a date. So you go and you watch The Current Bachelor and you're like, oh, they're out and they're <laughs> frolicking on the beach and they're, you know, in some sauna or some hot tub or something like that. And you watch The Golden Bachelor and they're playing Cube or maybe some Yahtzee. <laughs> Sounds like a whole they're bunch having of coffee fun. on the porch. Yeah. So Kelly signed up for that. It's
2: I
0: have not.
2: The
1: Golden Bachelor coming to ABC uh, this fall. Brandon Baxter in the morning. They did this study talking to people around the uh, around the whole world about uh, men who sit down to go to the bathroom. Hang on, who uh, sit down to tinkle? Okay, so to pee pee. Okay, number one to to yeah, wee wee.
2: Oh, okay, I think we got it.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the Michael Jackson movie, The Whiz?
2: <laughs> did you see that?
1: I think I did. Of course, you saw that. One. I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, they talk to guys around the entire world about uh, where, like, guys who sit down and go pee pee, wee wee and they found out that germany is a place the country where it happens the most often okay 40 percent of german men say they sit down every single time
2: do they walk everywhere like are they just tired and need to take a break
1: now i believe they have cars in germany
2: i didn't say they don't have cars but
1: (laughs) it's kind of a high number right yeah, They say 22% of guys say they sit down most of the time. So 40% of German guys sit down all the time. 22% sit down most of the time. That's 62% who are going to be sitting down to go tinkle.
2: But if you're able to and you don't have to touch anything, why in the world would you do that?
1: Probably for aiming reasons, Sometimes, and if you look at the male bathroom here at the radio station, you'll realize that uh, some dudes have problems.
2: I, I can't go in there. It's hazardous. <clears throat> yeah.
1: They say there's a term for this in Germany. If you uh, sit down to go tinkle, it's called a sitzpinkler. spinkler. Sit spinkler. do say, But they say that that has a negative connotation. In some places, in public restaurants and stuff like that, in public restrooms, some places require guys to sit. I guess for the sanitary reasons of not getting it on the floor. Oh, okay. Which you can see that, but I
2: feel like it's unsanitary for the guy more to because, have to sit on the seat. Yeah, unless they yeah. have like the pull-out, you know, little towel, whatever those things are that sit on the toilet.
1: Yeah, like the protector. Yes, the pa- the paper protector, yes. which yes. I'm sure the thin the thin tracing paper that is going to protect you
2: as you sit down.
1: Yeah, it makes yeah. you slide into the toilet. <laughs> the country least likely to sit down to go tinkle is Mexico. They're not really feeling that. And uh, the U.S. is kind of in the middle. It's kind of Hmm. interesting. They say 10% of guys in the U.S. sit down every single time.
2: So what do you do? Uh,
1: I sit down every time. (laughs) 13% of guys in the U.S. say they sit down most of the time. And then some people, 23%, say they do that sometimes.
2: I just wonder what a doctor would say about germs and what's actually sanitary.
1: We can bring this up to Dr. Spites. See what he says. He'll be interested in that. I'm sure he is. As a matter of fact, it's interesting about him, you know. No, one of the things that's interesting, Mm -mm. he says it's best if you try to Mm -mm. go number two standing up. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes his stuff doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm not sure there's documentation to back that up. Uh,
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: He told me he tried it last week.
2: Brandon Baxter. At the
1: zoo. That's what I heard.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show. High five! High five! Hey, a big high five goes out today to Army Sergeant Major Kevin Bittenbender. He's retired from the Army. Uh, He just now completed the Pittsburgh Marathon. Mm 444 days after having his left leg amputated.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: So basically, he said he suffered injuries in a burn pit and uh, had to have his leg amputated, at least part of his left leg. And he decided he was going to keep on going. He didn't want to have any excuses. He's one of those military-minded guys. You know, He's an Army sergeant. He pushed through it. And after 444 days of training, he was able to complete the Pittsburgh Marathon. And running alongside him was the surgeon who amputated his leg. He wanted to be there with him. So a, a marathon is 26.2 miles. And Kevin Bittenbender was saying that while he was uh, doing his 26.2 miles, he was thinking about the guys he lost, his friends in Afghanistan. He also credits the nonprofit organization Hope for the Warriors for encouraging him to keep on pushing forward. The man, when we make excuses, I'm too tired, I didn't get enough sleep, right. my knees oh. hurt, this guy went out there and did what he just now did on one leg. That's incredible. That's incredible. So here's to you, retired Army Sergeant Major Kevin Bittenbender. It's an Arkansas morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Wright Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to WrightFiber.com
0: in Baxter in the morning.
1: All right, doing a big on a Wednesday morning. It is May the 17th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you.
2: Good morning.
0: This is Country Music News on Arkansas's
1: Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, so we have Country Music News on the CMA Awards, country's biggest night. They're scheduled to happen in Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena on November the 8th. They're going to air live on ABC. So the big question is, who's going to be hosting the show? If you remember, for a long time, Brooks and Dunn hosted. Then it was Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood, Mm -hmm. and they hosted that show for like 11 years. Last year... Uh, The hosts who were there last year have been invited to come back. One of those hosts is Peyton Manning. The other is Luke Bryan.
0: Again,
1: it's country music's biggest night. Wednesday, November the 8th, it's going to air on ABC. Of course, Luke Bryan has his newest single out. It's called, but I got a beer in my hand.
0: About the deer stand. Come on, Luke. Doing this high was part of my plan. Let's do this. Wasn't even gonna try.
1: But what? But
0: I got to my hand.
1: Luke and Peyton Manning on the CMA Awards November the eighth.
2: We have country music news today on Dirk's Bentley. I got
3: some rust on
0: my Chevy, but it's ready to roll. I got a rhinestone stone sky and a song. So Dirk's
2: released a cover of a Keith Whitley song as part of a feature on Apple Music. The original song was released back in 1989 as the final single from Keith's album, Don't Close Your Eyes. And this song was ultimately the last one he released during his lifetime because he passed away a few months after, that this, after this song was released. Here's Dirk's covering I'm No Stranger to the Rain.
0: I'm no stranger to the rain But there'll always be tomorrow I'll beg, steal, or borrow A little sunshine And I'll put this cloud behind me That's how the man designed me To ride the wind and dance in a hurricane I'm no stranger to the rain
2: So that cover by Dirk Bentley is out now.
1: And country music news today on Parker McCullough.
0: Tennessee
3: Kentucky, cause you ain't
1: here to so Parker's me. new album came out on Friday. It's called Never Enough. One of the songs that he's featuring is one that he wrote with Hillary Lindsey and Lori McKenna and Liz Rose. Uh, the song is about finally cutting ties with a, you know a former lover, and all of a sudden you're like, what do I do with all the stuff? You burn it. Oh, the song is called Burn It Down. Here's a sneak peek of new stuff from Parker McCollum. <laughs> Video's out for the song. Parker says they shot that in New Mexico, and it was fun because he got to spend all day blowing stuff up.
2: Oh, that does sound fun.
1: So it's called Burn It Down, New Stuff for Parker McCollum. The video is out now. The album Never Enough is out as well. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Man, if you guys are looking for something really sweet and amazing, you got to check out our friends at Crumble Cookies. Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro obviously sponsors this podcast and has for a long time. A shout out to our buddy Cody McPherson as we're getting ready to celebrate the one year anniversary of Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro.
2: And on the menu this week, the honey cake featuring Teddy Grahams, a tasty graham flavored cookie decorated with honey butter frosting, a light drizzle of honey and Teddy Grahams.
1: What about the chocolate mellow cupcake? It's a delicious chocolate cake cookie that's topped with layers of fluffy marshmallow whipped cream, gooey chocolate glaze and decorative white loops.
2: How about the Cake Batter Blondie? A perfectly smooth cake batter cookie packed with white drops and a delightful splash of colorful sprinkles.
1: They also have the peanut butter featuring Snickers. This is a Mm. warm peanut butter cookie that they top with that caramel butter cream. A sprinkle of delicious Snickers chunks and smooth milk chocolate drizzle on top.
2: And also this week, the classic pink sugar. It's an all-time favorite vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect pink swoop of real
1: almond frosting. And the classic. It's the one that can't go wrong. The one that always hits every single time. It's the milk chocolate chip. It's thick, it's soft, and it's packed with tons of milk chocolate chips.
2: Check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro.
1: You can always download the Crumble Cookies app or check them out online at crumblecookies.com.
0: She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show.
2: Did you know it seems like Italy and tomatoes go hand in hand, but tomatoes were originally just ornamental table decoration. They weren't incorporated into Italy's cuisine until the 1700s. Really? Yeah. Well, I did not know that. Did you know Disney planned on building their second park in St. Louis, not Orlando? They developed a park in the 1960s called Walt Disney's Riverfront Square, but... But it wound up falling through. Oh my gosh! And everyone around here said, Ugh.
1: "No, for real." How great would that be if it <laughs> yeah. was in St. Louis?
2: And did you know, Alanis Morissette's song "You Oughta Know" featured two guys from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dave Navarro played guitar, and Flea played bass on this classic song from the 1990s. You know the song.
3: And every time
0: you, speak for you, know you know how you, told, you told me hold. You know,
3: nope. I'm still alive I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you were aware. It's not fair to deny me of a cross side pain that you made Yeah, yeah, yeah You ought to
0: know
1: And if you didn't know now you know
3: Brandon
0: Baxter in the morning.
1: It seems like it's been a long time since uh, the pandemic sent people home from work.
2: Yeah, it's been almost three years, right? Or has
1: been three years. Was it 2020? Yeah. Golly, that's wild. Uh, Some people evidently haven't gone back to work yet.
2: (laughs) Oh, It's kind of evident and obvious,
1: though. Is that wild? So some people uh, had the opportunity to work from home. and I was talking to somebody last week, and I can't remember who it was. But they were talking about how you know you kind of figured out, hey, you don't have to go to the office every day mm-hmm. when you have a laptop and Zoom and stuff like that. Like you can do a lot of work, and you don't have to physically be in the office, right? Uh, but they're talking about what companies can do to get people to come back because some companies have had to go out of their way and say, no, you got to come back to work, and uh, the drop dead date to be back is this day, and if you don't make it back, you're fired. Ooh, yeah. Which is kind of harsh, but people change their schedules and their lives, and they got used to not having to get up and go to work. So they pulled these different people, and they say, what are some of the things that would encourage you to get back to work? Okay. Free drinks is number one. Okay. Uh, and they were talking about coffee, water, iced coffee, tea, juice, and flavored water.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a nice
1: gesture. But we have that. Like, it's... we have free drinks. Yeah. For the most part, mm-hmm. right? They, they don't offer beer in this. But I was thinking if the workplace offered beer, I would come to work probably seven days a week. Oh, wow. I might even work eight days a week and go extended (laughs) days. Uh, They say more breaks would encourage people to come back to work because if you worked at home, you got used to kind of doing whatever you wanted. Mm -hmm. And like as long as you got your work done, I always said that about uh, like this, this job. As long as the work is done, what does it matter if I sit in the office? I can tell you because I see it, especially with the on-air talent here. Like if people feel like they have to be here, they're just sitting around. Yeah. Like when their work is done, they just kind of wait. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a kid waiting for the bell to ring. So you're excused. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, They say free food is good. (laughs) Yeah. That encourages us to do things. Yes. You'll see people who typically might miss days of work. If the food is coming in, they make sure to get here. Oh, yeah. Uh, An on-site gym with a free membership is a good deal. I've seen there was a spot, and I can't remember. It might have been a radio station in Memphis that was attached, like the building was attached to a gym, and that was kind of sold as a perk. That would be really cool. Like you have your gym yeah. membership. Uh, they say if the office lounge has all kinds of cool stuff in it, and it's a great place to socialize, that encourages people to come back. All of this stuff really is encouraging people to come back and not do work. Have you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if people were allowed to bring their pets to work.
2: So they're trying to make it more <clears throat> homey.
1: Yes. But, homie, don't play that in this situation. Mm. In living color. Wayne's <laughs> Brothers. Boom. Roasted. They also say on-site games are a big deal, too. Video games, pool tables. Kelly said spin the bottle at work would be okay. fun. I was telling her that's not what they're talking about. We have people
2: that play games here. Oh, oh yeah. watch
1: games. <clears throat> oh, my huh? gosh. Yeah, there's people logged into all kinds of stuff. And they say that you can also, if you let people bring their kids to work, that way they don't have to worry about daycare. That could be another benefit, too, to uh, encourage people to come back to the office.
2: Remember when you used to bring your kid to work?
1: The I never really wanted to come here that often. No, well, when you and Leslie first.
2: Okay. Got me.
1: <clears throat> You see the line? I think you <laughs> crossed it. I'm done. I'm going home.
4: I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know
1: it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy.
2: I've heard of drunk drivers trying to switch places with a passenger at a DUI stop, but usually that passenger is another human. A 28-year-old male driver in Colorado got pulled over on suspicion of a DUI, and at the last minute, he tried to switch places with his dog, who was in the passenger seat. No. The deputy a- the deputy, actually witnessed him do it as he approached the vehicle The man told the cop that he wasn't driving the car, and then he got out of the passenger door and tried to make a run for it. He got about 20 yards away before being caught and arrested. Here's the weird thing. The dog wasn't the only passenger. There were two sober people in the back seat. So it's unclear why the man didn't try to switch with them. But obviously, he wasn't in the sharpest state of mind.
1: You imagine this story down the road. Uh -uh. Man, remember that time (laughs) you put the dog in the driver's seat?
2: When Brandon switched places with Murphy Lee. No,
1: no, no. That's again, you crossed the line.
2: Speaking of letting the dog drive, an officer knocked on my door to tell me my dogs were chasing people on bikes.
1: Oh, son of a gun.
2: Yeah, my dogs don't even own bikes. Oh, that's not
1: what they meant.
2: And there's even more proof
1: that people are crazy. It's not what they meant.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people?
2: Let's do
5: it.
1: Let's do the birthdays.
5: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday
1: to you. Uh, Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, May the 17th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Will Despain from Jonesboro, who celebrates today. Shane Hurt of Jonesboro is celebrating. Kurt Courtney of Widener. Happy birthday. Phyllis Bell of Jonesboro celebrates. Caitlin Speaks in Brooklyn. We have Ginger Rawls of Paragould celebrating today, as is Heath Thacker from Paragould, who celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy happy birthday! birthday To all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities.
2: Happy birthday to Ross Butler. He's 33. That's Zach on 13 Reasons Why. Nikki Reed is 35. She was Vampire Rosalie in Twilight. Derek Huff is 38, Dancing with the Stars Pro. He's won six times, of course, his famous sister, your friend.
1: Julianne Huff. Yeah. We're pretty tight. Yeah. I'll message her from time to time. She's never messaged me back, mm-hmm. but I'll still message her from time to time.
2: Yeah, I think she's
1: contacted her lawyer about that. Oh my gosh.
2: Happy birthday today to Andrea Core. She is 49, the lead singer and 10 whistle player from the course.
3: Come on. I'm a Oh, your yeah. so I forgot about that song.
1: Are they sisters? Know. Is that why they're the Cores? I think so. I just now realized yeah. that. Happy birthday to Andrea Core who celebrates today. Happy
2: birthday to boxing legend Sugar Ray Leonard. He's 67 today. Yep. And happy birthday to Jordan Knight who's 53 of course from The New Kids on the Block. Oh, oh, oh,
3: oh. Hey. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. Okay. birthday goes out to my good friend Jordan Knights hmm. of the new kids on the block who turns 53 today happy birthday Jordan Hope you have a good one. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
6: We'll get back to the show. Now,
0: back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: So, we're joined this morning by the man who has the Martha Stewart Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover blown up life size in his office. Brandon
2: Baxter. Oh, my God. He's the one that
1: makes you feel He's the one they call And he's going to be your
3: Frankenstein.
1: Dr. Shane Spides. Dr. Shane Spides. Dr. Shane Spides. Spides. Y'all, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine <laughs> at Arkansas State. Dr. Shane Spides, who loves him some Martha Stewart.
7: Man, I'm telling you, I, you know, I'm a huge Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, fan, <laughs> as, as you might imagine. Um, not, but um, oh, come yeah, on. I saw that come out too, and I was like, you know, there's some things that probably shouldn't be done. But I mean, I like uh-huh. Martha Stewart. I mean, she's 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 a good cook.
1: Um, she's 81 years old, and on the cover I of Sports that, Illustrated.
7: I saw that. 81 years old. Um,
1: I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. awesome. I'm like more power to her, man.
7: Now, well, yeah, you know, and that, that's exactly right. And I'll you know, i be honest with you, I was a little skittish to actually pull it up on the internet and actually see what that was going to look like. <laughs> I like My oh, mom's it, actually going to be bad. on the
2: cover next year. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, can you name yeah. any Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover models from the 90s? No.
2: Are you talking
1: to me? No, Shane. Hell come the on,
2: McPherson. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Cindy Crawford.
1: I mean, Kathy
7: Ireland. Uh, no. Okay. Man, uh, I mean, I, I know those names. I know all those names. I, I did. Pamela Anderson.
1: Shane is your wife in there with you? Uh,
2: Brandon, you're making going, him
7: awkward. Uh, she's going to work. Going to work. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> she listens though. So
1: um, you gotta uh, kind of. I don't know Damn. any supermodel's name. <laughs> what is
2: Sports Illustrated? I
1: would never look at that. Uh,
7: anyway, Supermo- I, mar- I married a supermodel. Ooh. Oh, Shane. There you go. Huh?
1: That right, was we, so sweet. Before we get to your part of Doc Talk, can I hit you with a couple of quickies? Yeah, yeah. What do
7: you got?
1: Uh, melatonin. We've talked about this a couple of times. And my wife said to me. Oh, "Yeah, yeah. So, so she said, hey, if Shane says you don't know what's in melatonin, maybe it's not great for you because. It's not FDA regulated and all that. What can people take to get them to bed easier? Because she has an issue trying to to get good rest. So is there something that people can take?
7: Here's the deal. And I, and I talk to this, I I have these conversations with my patients all the time. Um, We take sleep for granted. And what I mean by that is that I think for the most part, you think, ah, you know, when I'm tired, I'll just go to sleep or, you know, I'll just, you know, finish watching TV, you know, then I'll, I'll turn off the TV and I'll just go to sleep. But, and then, Certainly, as you get older, it seems to hit you a little worse. That you seem to toss and turn a little bit or you're having trouble getting to sleep or trouble playing sleep. And even kids are having this. I think you got to take a step back. And and this is a big deal now. We talk about sleep hygiene. And I think we ignore that. And I don't think it's as easy as just taking a pill to be able to go to sleep. As a matter of fact, I'm not a big fan of, of, of a lot of, you know, medicines to do things that we should be able to take care of on our own, you know, Um you know, more naturally, or that the body's just set up to take care of on our own. Well, I guess what I mean by that is the first thing you got to do is you got you got to set your body up for sleep. Like, you should, you really shouldn't be on your phone, computer, iPad, TV, like 45 minutes before you go to sleep, you should, you should kind of be kind of calming down. And, like, you know, you can read a book or things like that. Shouldn't read in bed, shouldn't eat in bed, shouldn't watch TV in bed. Um, your brain's kind of got to get wired to the fact that, okay, when i Get in bed. This is you know. This is um, we're going to bed. We're going to sleep. The room it should be cold and dark. Not that you should be cold, but the room should be cold and dark. Like I tell people, like you know, sixty five, sixty four. Oh my It gosh. should be cold. Yeah, it should be cold in your room uh, because we know. And all of this is physiologic. Like, we know that the body does better in terms of, and there's actually even some weight loss that goes along with that, but the body does better in that environment in terms of in terms of setting yourself up for good sleep. You shouldn't have any lights on. Like, you should never sleep with a TV on, never sleep with, you know, people have different nightlights and things like that. It should be dark. Your phone should be, like, face down so that it doesn't come on and light up in the middle of the night. Um, you should have no caffeine after three in the afternoon because we know that caffeine can hang around and interfere with sleep. I've heard people say, oh, you know, well, caffeine doesn't really bother you. Well, you may not think it's bothering you, but remember, there's multiple levels of sleep. And if you can get to that first phase of sleep, but you really never get into the second or or third stages where you get deep sleep, then you're not really waking up fully refreshed and um, you're not really getting all the benefits of true sleep. There's one, um, and I'll tell this to my patients too, the, the brain and the body goes through all these different things when you actually sleep. Think of, um, you know, everybody's seen like a creek. like a, You seen like a creek. You know, you drive by a creek or something like that. And maybe there's some trash on the side of the creek or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when it rains a lot and the flood comes, the water washes away all that trash and it kind of washes it on down. Mm-hmm. That happens actually in your brain at night. And what happens is, is you have these channels, these, these uh, fluid channels where cerebral spinal fluid flows through them during the day. And during the day, you know, we've got all this junk we're dealing with. We've got you know, our kids and family and work and blah, blah, blah. And that actually builds up kind of junk proteins in your brain. At night, when you go to sleep, those, those channels, when you hit deep sleep, those channels open up wider and this large amount of fluid comes through there and physically washes out those channels in your brain to get you ready for the next day. If you don't hit deep sleep, you don't get that that channel cleaning. And sometimes you've felt that before when you haven't got, maybe you just had a few hours of sleep. And you just don't feel good the next day. You know, you're, you're irritable. You're, you know, you're not thinking, you know, coherently. And you think, well, I just haven't gotten enough sleep. Some of it goes back to the physiology of how your brain works when you actually go
1: to sleep. So, you know, again, we we started this topic because of melatonin and it it might not be the safest thing for us. My wife has started taking Benadryl to go to bed.
7: Yeah, and that's a common that's a common medication or what you'll use, it'll be some here's the deal. A lot of um companies will market something like, "Hey, sleep aid," but it's yeah. really Benadryl or it's got, oh. you know, "Hey, it's the these are us." You know, ah, it's got diphenhydramine <laughs> in it, which is Benadryl. Um the issue with Benadryl long-term, and Benadryl works for some people for sure, um, it's a, it's an antihistamine. Um, the thing with Benadryl over time is that we've found that it can actually increase the risk of a heart rhythm that we don't like to see. So it can increase the risk of atrial fibrillation over time. One uh, well, of the more common heart arrhythmias, but something that actually can require... Um, um, you know, ablation or intervention if it if you go into it and stay into it um, uh, too long. So atrial fibrillation can be a big deal, and we've had a we've found a link between that and Benadryl use, uh, chronic Benadryl mm-hmm. use. So again, not a big fan of that. I realize the population, I realize where we are today as a society, mm-hmm. for the most part. I just want to take something and get better. I just want to take something and go to sleep. I just want to take something and feel better. Yeah, it's just not always the it's not always the best course to go through. Does that make sense?
1: It does. One more quick thing for you because I've seen a lot of stuff and um, on Twitter now we have you know you follow people and then like suggested follows and stuff like that. And I saw something that I don't follow that popped up. This news story that said, hey, we have proof that maybe if we wore the wrong masks during the COVID pandemic that we've done damage and stuff like that. Not the N95, but some of the other plastics. Anything to that?
7: You know, I've, not, I've seen. There's been a lot of stuff come out about masks recently. Uh, because, and this is very typical. Let me be clear about this. You're going to continue. We're going to keep getting data from the, even though the pandemic's over. Um, even though it's it's not not. I mean, stuff COVID, but the pandemic itself is over. We're going to be looking at that data from those last you know two to three years for the next ten years, and there will be there will be articles and research and things like that published. Um, on things that we did or didn't do, we did right it or didn't do right or should have done this differently, that's going to come out. I've not heard anything on um, on the masking in terms of causing harm. I have seen a few things saying it may not have been as helpful as we thought it was. Yeah. Um, you know that it, and, and, But all these things were, you know, you, you do the best thing that you can in, in the middle of it to try to reduce, you know, as many deaths and as many hospitalizations as you can. Um, but I think there will be clear, you know, I actually was at a conference where they talked about this and they talked about, you know, one of the the failures on the public health side was that, you know, why didn't, why didn't, why weren't these studies already out there? You know, why weren't studies like that done? Like people have been using masks across the world way before the pandemic, you know, and, and every year we have flu, we have RSV, and we have things like that. That wouldn't have been a difficult study to do. So why weren't those studies done well before this? And so a lot of questions are being, are being asked right now, which appropriately so, you know, say, look, how can how can we prepare? You know, for the next one, how can we be better informed? How can we make better decisions? You know, when this comes up again, so that uh, so that we're putting out you know good information and not just trying to you know do the best that we can, which is you know, and I'm not saying that's completely what what happened. There was a lot of research, but the research was coming so fast, the data was coming so quick, and people were having to shift and, and change and. You know, even even those you know physicians on the front lines are like, okay, what's new today? You know, what's what's changed today? What medicine do we use now? What doesn't work? Those sorts of things. So I expect we'll continue to see that. But I've not heard anything about damage uh, from from a specific
1: mask uh, at this point. Again, Doctor Shane Spites joins us this morning. Hit us with one more thing in Doc Talk.
7: You know, um, there's been some things that have been hitting the hitting the medical literature recently about uh, some diet stuff, and we always kind of usually talk about well, diet or exercise or things like that. This is not this is not going to be new to you. You're not going to be surprised about this, but the way this study was done caught my eye. So it was about fast food, um, and you know we all we all eat fast food. You know sometimes it's just a quick you got to drop through, You got to get something. You got to kind of keep going in your day. You got a busy day or you're traveling or something like that. And we know that fast food's not the best thing for you. I think there was even like a, wasn't there like a McDonald's um, movie out about the guy who did it for like 30 days and got he had all his blood tests and, and he kept getting you know sicker and sicker. Anyway, yeah. we know that fast food's not the best thing for you. This is a study that looked at communities that had um, large numbers of fast food restaurants. And they found a link. They looked at 3,000 different communities. That's a ton. So 3,000 different uh, towns, you know, urban areas, rural areas. And they found that in, that in those communities that had a higher number of fast food restaurants, the risk of cancer was 77% higher. Ooh. So they had a link. And they went through and, and basically um, uh, adjusted it, adjusted it for all these different things. But once they cleaned out all the adjustments for, you know, I, I live next to a, you know, a chemical company, blah, 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 that, you know, that's piping something in the white something weird like that. They, mm-hmm. they basically adjusted for all that. They found that communities with higher numbers of um, uh, fast food restaurants had a higher link in cancer uh, numbers in that community from that population. And so, like I said, we, just, we knew that fast food, you know, wasn't, wasn't the best thing for you. Um, and, and I will say this, on their part, a lot of these fast food companies, you'll start to see they're making this shift. You'll see that they're making some menu changes, that they, and they're now posting, hey, this is how many calories this is, or here's a lighter option, or, you know, now we've got a, you know, there, there's a salad you can get or something like that. And I think that's awesome mm-hmm. to, to see that shift. Um, because previously you, you didn't have a lot of choice, and a lot of it was highly processed, which we know increases the risk of diabetes, um, obesity, and cancer. Uh, but this it was just an interesting study um, on this, looking at the, um, the communities and, and the cancer risk associated with those with a high number of fast food restaurants.
1: So the correlation, are they trying to make the correlation that it's the actual food, or is it the fact that we overeat, we're overweight, we're obese, and that's where we're, the cancer link is? What's the correlation? So.
7: To, to your point, it's a, it, that's exactly right. It's a link to, and, that, and they actually drilled down, and, it was, um, and you were spot on in what you were saying. It's actually obesity-related cancer mortality. Yeah. So there are certain cancers that are related to individuals that are significantly overweight. So, so obese individuals have a higher risk of, of certain cancers, certain stomach cancers, pancreatic cancers, things like that. And those cancers in particular were higher in these communities. He is the dean
1: of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Shane Spites, back with Doc Talk, And we appreciate your time, man. We know you're busy, and thanks for chatting with us.
7: No, thank you, guys. Hope you have a great week. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the
0: K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome
6: back, everybody.
0: Powered by Family Zinc.
6: We'll get back to the show. Now
0: back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: So we're joined this morning by Jordan Griffin from the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Hey, Jordan, how are you this morning?
6: Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Morning.
1: Hey, we wanted to chat with you because Food Stock is happening on Friday. And this is a a really fun event that you guys put together with the Food Bank. And the main vision is just come out and have fun.
6: Yes, so we have a really exciting event coming up this Friday called Food Stock. As you said, it's from 5 to 7 p.m. We're going to have a couple bands out. We'll be passing out free foods. We'll be um, grilling hot dogs, popcorn, Andy's frozen custard. We'll have inflatables and bouncy houses for kids. And music starts at 5. We have Summer in the Youngins, which is kind of a country pop group. And then we'll have Congressman Rick Crawford and the Triple Nickel starting at 6.
1: And the whole vision behind this, because I thought, you know, obviously you guys are always looking for ways to raise funds and collect food to feed people, which is awesome. But but you were kind of telling us right before we came on the air that this event really is about just getting the community out to do something fun.
6: Yeah, absolutely, exactly. You know, we have a really lovely facility and we just want people out, have a good time, come see our facility and kind of see what we represent at the food bank.
1: So if people haven't stopped by to see your location, where can they find you?
6: Yes, yeah, so we are on East Parker Road. It's 34141 Place Drive, and that's a mouthful. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> hey, so let's walk through some of the the needs of the food bank. You know, we've we've gone through the pandemic and we were talking to Dr. Spites earlier. You know, we basically have have pulled out of the pandemic, but through that, we saw a lot of people hit some kind of tough times and demand went up for the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. There were more people that didn't have the the adequate means to get their food. What does that look like as we sit here in May of 2023?
6: Yeah, you know, as you probably know, grocery prices have really skyrocketed in the last um, few months. So we're seeing a greater need for people that are visiting food banks, visiting food pantries that they maybe haven't had to in the past, you know, for every dollar that we raise, we can provide 3.5 meals for people in need across Northeast Arkansas.
1: And see, that's where it's crazy. The buying power of the food bank is so much stronger than, let's say, you know, me going out to the store. Some people, and I get it, maybe we have non-perishable stuff and we want to make those donations, like physical donations, and I know you guys still accept that, but when you think about $1 providing three and a half meals, like that's a ridiculous Mm -hmm. statistic right there. Truly, it's much easier and you get more food when we donate just, you know, whatever amount of money we want to donate.
6: Yes, absolutely. You know, we obviously love monetary donations, but there's so many different ways you can give back to the food bank, whether that is donating money, you can drop by the food bank and actually donate food, or if you just want to come donate your time and volunteer with us, that's an option as well.
1: So as far as food items, uh, you know, what are the current things that you guys might be lacking that, that our listenership could
6: help? Um, Well, I would say we always collect non-perishable food items. We're looking at canned goods, peanut butter, pasta, macaroni, that kind of thing. So um, if you visit our website at foodbankofnea.org, there'll be a list of most needed items on that website.
1: So again, food stock happens on Friday from 5 until 7 at the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Be there for free food, the outdoor inflatables, the lawn games, and live music again from Summer and the Youngins and Congressman Rick Crawford and uh, his band Triple Nickel, all happening on Friday at the Food Bank. And Jordan, we appreciate you talking to us this morning.
6: Awesome! Yeah, thanks for having me on, ladies
0: and gentlemen. This is the K fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
6: We'll get back to the show
0: now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning in studio by Dazzling Don Lair from Family Zinc
6: Counseling loving Services. Loving this. Okay, I'm oh, coming
8: nice. in studio every
2: time. <laughs> every time.
1: It makes her sound like she's a wrestler from back in the day.
2: Yeah, it does. In studio, it's no. D- no it's what part?
1: Dazzling, Dazzling Don.
2: Dazzling. Oh, Dazzling I, Don. I
8: like having a name like that. I'm usually Delta, though. It's- Delta doll. Oh. And then I love it when they come up to you like they Delta doll. And I'm like, I'd never heard that before.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I love is, you. <laughs> right. This is a new one. Uh, the first thing she said when she got in here, I guess you met her in the hall. And she said uh, that you told her you had to go.
8: To the potty. To the potty. <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> and then she said, did you get that from me? Because she remembers a couple of weeks ago where I said that to Matt Stoltz. Awkward. It is awkward. Uh,
2: yeah. It's Brandon's
1: not, middle name is awkward. It's not nearly as awkward when she says it as no, it is. No, girls when, can
8: say potty. So yeah. Boys don't say potty. Yeah. What do I say? Go to the restroom?
1: Oh. Bathroom? Bathroom? Yeah, it sounds too professional. Oh, can't, can't be doing that. I don't want to sound professional at all, Don. <laughs> pee pee is that good oh no
2: ooh, really awkward
1: which one yeah. <laughs> is, is potty or pee pee which one neither
2: okay. neither all right. neither from Can't be a done Can't man be done.
1: with no kid in the room <laughs> so don has just now signed me up to go to family's inc yes. <laughs> yes she thinks i need someone no, to talk to you
8: already get free services all the time from that's us that's
1: true you haven't told mark thurman that have you you <laughs> I haven't think
8: told he's picked
1: mark... up on it he... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna start charging me to have you guys absolutely. on. absolutely no, and, and I'll say that about Family Zinc, and I brag about you guys all the time. And whenever, and and you know this when when I have a friend who's kind of going through a thing, and they they a lot of times reach out to me, and I put mm-hmm. them in touch with somebody with you guys mm-hmm. um, because you've helped me immensely just on the radio, and I think I'm better uh, on the radio talking to you about my issues than I would be in a room.
8: Oh, I can see that. Like yeah. just
1: publicly, hey, I'll say. Okay, it.
8: I mean, this is your forum. I get it. And if yeah. I
1: say it, I feel like you know I've admitted it. So but that, you admit a lot. He yeah.
8: showed us. <laughs> we love that about you, Brandon. Mm-hmm.
1: No, but you guys do such great stuff. And so there's a number of people I've sent through different family situations mm-hmm. that have happened. And every time uh, they'll come back to me and say, hey, I'm so glad you hooked me up with the team at Families You're Inc. Good. I because hearing that. they're walking them through the process. Mm-hmm. And we say often everybody has stuff. You know, I'll look at somebody like... You know, Dana Watson or Destiny Mcgee, mm-hmm. and, and I'll realize, hey, these are real people. They got stuff too. They
8: got stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, poor Dana was in the ball field for fifteen hours the other day. I think on well, Mother's she... Day. Oh. That's tough to me, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. You came in today to talk about an event that is extremely personal it's more to you. Personal,
8: uh-huh. yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. I mean, we can be we can be silly, and we love Don, and we hear from Don, and we deal with her every single week. But um, deal with
8: her. Did you catch to... uh, that? Okay. Did. <laughs> I did. Yes.
1: So, so I put up with Don a couple times a week. <laughs>
3: there you go.
1: No, but this one um, is special to you. Mm-hmm. Flags across Jonesboro. It's a benefit for the St. Bernard's NICU in honor of Luke Kellum's.
8: And Luke Kellum's is my grandson, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I only lived 15 days. Golly. Um, he was born. He and his sister were born on July 15th, and um, he they went immediately into the NICU, and he actually um, ended up uh, – contracting bacterial meningitis. And so then they got shipped up, and they thought that Kate might have had it as well, and they both got shipped to um, Children's Hospital. It was a tough time. Needless to say, it was a very tough time. And um, so then when he did not survive it, um, they, you know, had to, of course, take some time, but they really wanted to do something to honor Luke um, and his legacy, have a legacy, a true legacy. And so um, one of my daughter, Callie Kellum's best friends, um, lives in Magnolia, and they have a little program, not a little program, they have a fundraiser with their type of junior auxiliary called mm-hmm. Flags Across Magnolia. And so that's where the idea came from. We are not original on this. I'd sure, love to yeah. take credit, but we're not. And um, and so what happens is um, you purchase a flag, but we are holding that flag for you, sure. and we put it out during four different patriotic holidays. And so the Patriarch holidays that we uh, recognize are Memorial Day, which, of course, is coming up, 4th of July, Patriot Day, which is nine right. eleven, and then Election Day through Veterans Day, and that's in November. And so we set this flag up in your yard. It's a really nice flag. Um, I can't remember how tall it is and all that, but it's a sure. beautiful flag. And, um, and then we take it away. We put it up like before the holiday, and then we take it away a few days after. And I'll tell you, in some of the neighborhoods that really wrap their – uh, mind around this, and really took it on as, as something they wanted to support. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Birdland, um, Marshall States, Melton Edition. Uh, there were flags everywhere, and then there would be one random one out in Bono. I mean, right. I mean, that's it's just remarkable the people that have supported this. And um, so there's 200 flags. I think yeah. that we're over. We're we're getting close. But um, if anyone is interested in participating with this. They're going to visit ARCF, which is Arkansas Community Foundation, org slash Luke. Okay. And they make a $100 minimal tax deductible donation, and then we do all this for them. Now, they need to also, after that, then email lukesnickufund at com, And what we're going to want to know is the address sure. that you want this to go to, the preference for the flag placement, and if there's a sprinkler system. My husband and I put out a lot of these flags, oh. and there were some concerns every once in a while about that. I'm like, oh, did you go too far? Oh, but no. Um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little uh, scary sometimes. So, wait,
1: you actually go out and you physically oh, do the work, too? yeah,
8: yeah. We we put out a lot uh-huh. of flags, yeah. But you know and, what? And the Kellums did, yeah.
1: That makes it even sweeter mm-hmm. that you're out there doing that yourself.
8: Yeah, we, we, we really did enjoy it, except for... Some really hot months and hard ground. (laughs) Like July? Yeah. Maybe that one was a little tougher. (laughs) Um, But we did enjoy doing it. Now, there's a reason for doing all this. Okay, so this money is all going to the St. Bernard's NICU. Um, They just really wanted to give back to the NICU because they were so good to them. I mean, I I got the pleasure. This is during COVID. So not just people were in and out. And so when the kids were at um, Children's Hospital and Kate was still at the NICU, um, her other grandma, I'm Dawn Dawn, she's Mimi, um, we got to go up and hold Kate and feed Kate oh. and do things like that. So I got to visit and be around the spirit of the NICU. It really is special. Yeah. And in fact, Mark, Thur- Mark, Thurman's, well, our Th- Mark Thurman's our CEO at Families. You referenced him earlier. Yeah. His daughter actually works in the NICU. Oh nice. And um and she ha- wasn't at that time but she is now and I think that's really cool. Um the NICU is going to expand three more beds and so um that's a big project money wise and so the kids have actually committed $100,000 wow. to that oh, wow. over the next few years. And so um they've already donated mm, roughly around $50,000 wow. for different needs that the NICU has had, but this one's going to be more specific for the bed expansion.
1: I've had the chance <clears throat> to go through the NICU really early in, in them opening it up. And I didn't realize, because we were very lucky in our pregnancy. Uh, and, and I know that now after, after hearing stories mm-hmm. like, like your family's story, I know how lucky we were. Uh, but the idea that we have this NICU in Northeast Arkansas. So when something happens, they, they, it's, right it's right there for the families, because in the past people had, you know, they they were forced to travel for the initial care, they In, had to leave Initial, care.
8: yeah. I mean, yeah. there's people that, um, like the Best family, Emily and James Best, um, had twins. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that own Skinny J's yeah. and Uncle Taco. Um, they, uh, their kids were born um, a little premature, and they were twins. Right. And so they immediately went into NICU, and they stayed there for a length of time. I don't remember what the time was, but they got to be there with them, the, yeah. you know, anytime they wanted to. And so um, that was, uh, it, it is a special place.
1: Makes a big difference. And again, the way this works is it's flags across Jonesboro. The dates are going to be up uh, Memorial Day, which is uh, the 29th of May, the 4th of July, Patriots Day, which is 9-11, and then Election Day through Veterans Day. Dawn and her husband and the family put the flags out. You don't have to do the work. And it's all supporting the St. Bernard's NICU. Can you give us that website one more time, please? Well,
8: here's what I would encourage. I would encourage somebody, because there are a few little details right here. Um, I would encourage someone to go to... um, um, the, uh, I'm sorry, just like that, the Luke Kellum's um, NICU fund okay. page on Facebook. That's gotcha. the easiest. It has all of that information. If you know me, you can go to my page, D. Layer, sure. I'm mean, Dawn Layer. If you know the Kellums, they have it posted on theirs, Callie and Dustin Kellums. So this information is posted on there as well as, I think, the St. Bernard's page. And so um, they even sent it out an email out to their staff, and I know there's no. some folks t- um, Participate now because of that, which was really cool. So anyway, that's the easiest way. It's got all the details there.
1: Again, you can find out more the Luke Kellum's NICU Fund on Facebook. at benefits Saint Bernards, and I know it means a lot to you and your family for people to participate. And as always, it's great to see you. And
8: always great to be here and get the get the tea.
1: Oh, right? you got the oh, tea yes. today.
2: She learned
8: that. Don, <laughs> Old Delta
1: Don, got the tea. <laughs> this is the K fine Breakfast Club powered. By Family Zinc,
0: ladies and gentlemen, this is the K fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
6: welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show
0: now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: So we're joined this morning by Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, who is so lazy today he wanted us to call him.
2: Brandon, that's not what
1: happened. Thank
5: you, and, and that's uh, who. Let me ask you this, Brandon: Who called the studio?
1: Well, you called the studio oh, because see, you're already caught in a lie. But mm-hmm. because you have our number blocked, we can't call you.
2: <laughs> Rodney, he's Are caught in s- he's caught in several lies a day. <laughs>
5: yeah, well, it's what is it? it's 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 Wednesday, exactly. Just just another day.
1: Hey, hit me because I like to talk to you about food. Hit me with some food advice. You got any good food I need to try? Something new?
5: Uh, something new.
1: What's one of your favorite things lately? Because you're always good with me and telling me about food to go try.
5: Well, I mean, I don't know. Some people don't like uh, a lot of curry, but uh, curry leaf is probably my favorite
1: mm. ethnic food. Yeah, I've been there. What do you like there?
5: Um, I have one called, well, my favorite is a is the curry leaf biryani. Okay. Um so it's like a mixture of lamb uh beef shrimp. Mm, and it's it, it's really hot.
1: So Ooh, really see hot. that that'd be what I go for. I haven't tried that yet, but I've been there a couple of times and and Kai really got to the point where he enjoyed it. He's really adventurous with food. A lot of kids his age aren't really adventurous. But he's oh, kind of yeah. You're right. That's good. Yeah, he's pretty good with that. Uh, so we yeah. turn to Rodney and we talk about different events happening. Of course, Jonesboro Occasions Magazine has been uh, the city's magazine forever, and you can go there and you can check out all the articles and features. And you guys do, and you always have done such a great job at featuring people. You know, new businesses, established businesses, people who deserve to be featured. And you can pick up an issue of Occasions Magazine uh, to find out more about that. But, Rodney, you guys get all the events. You know what's happening, and we like to ask you, hey, man, tell us what's happening over the course of the next week or so. All
5: right. Well, uh, Thursday through Saturday, pretty big deal here for Northeast Arkansas. Um, Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center will host the Arkansas Elvis Festival. Yep. Um, it's It's put on by ETA Festivals and endorsed by Graceland. The festival will include six shows over three days that will feature different eras of the King. Uh, you can call 619-4482 for more information on that. And if you've seen the cover of this month's uh, Occasion, uh, the Occasions magazine, you you have seen what some people think uh, is Elvis or an Elvis uh, imitation uh, person on the cover. It's actually Brandon. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. I finally made the cover, but I look like Elvis. That's <laughs> right. It's a nice set of hair. That's, right. that's good hair.
5: It's, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's hair. Right? Okay, okay. Um, hey, no, that cover. I want
1: That back to the cover. That cover is so striking when you see mm-hmm. it. I love it.
5: Yeah, it's. It, I really liked it. It was between that one and the one of one of uh, that kind of looked like uh, Elvis's '68 comeback special.
1: Yeah. But I, love, I think well, it's a great cover. the
5: contrast, that white against that, I really like the way it came out.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, again, the Occasions magazine issue that's the current one. And, again, the Elvis Festival. I think that's cool that, that we get that. There's so many people who have fond memories of Elvis. And you know, even for somebody like me, he passed away the year that I was born. But to be able to go and see somebody who can embody those styles of performance, I think that's neat.
5: Well, yeah, and it just continues to, to live on. And that's yeah. just, that just kind of goes for the legend of Elvis, you know. That's pretty cool.
1: So again, that festival happens at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Jonesboro Occasions has all of that info. Uh, what else you got for us this week?
5: Uh, Friday, uh, Habitat for Humanity of Greater Jonesboro will host the second annual Summer Smash from six to eight thirty Friday at Whisper Creek Lodge in Bono. The event will include food, music, outdoor games, and more. General admission is fifty dollars. Uh, visit Jonesboro. Habitat.com or call 203-9898 for more information. All right. And then also on Friday, the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas will host Food Stock 2023 from 5 to 7 p.m. Friday at uh, their office at 3414 One Place Drive. Um, this free family-friendly event will include live music, food, inflatables, lawn games, and more, you can email Jay Griffin at foodbankofnea.org uh, to sign up uh, to volunteer or call 932-3663 for more information on that.
1: Did you see that Congressman Crawford's going to be there with his band, Triple Nickel? Oh,
5: I saw that. That's that's uh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is very cool.
5: Let's see. And then also Friday through Saturday, Foundation of Arts will present its uh, spring showcase, titled Stories from the Heart. To reserve a ticket, visit FOAJarlsboro.org or call 935-2726. And then uh, last thing for the weekend that we have, uh, Saturday, the Craighead county Jonesboro Public Library will hold the first Asian American Pacific Islander Festival. This, This event was formerly known as the Arts and Crafts Fair. Yeah from uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday on the lawn of the library. The event will include arts, crafts, activities, and more. Uh, for information, visit org or call them at 935-5133.
1: There you go. He is Rodney Poff. He is Mr. Lazy today as he is <laughs> in the office watching people do work for him.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Hey, but I do here, want... Here. You're, you're a funny guy. Hey, you I really do. are.
1: I want to brag on your website, though, because if people haven't been to the new and relaunched jonesboroughoccasions.com, you guys have uh, all the stuff up there, uh, event pictures, arts, culture, food, uh, columns, the event calendar, uh, all kinds of great stuff. The website looks great, and I'm looking for all of the photos of me on there right now at jonesboroughoccasions.com. Did you find any? Nope. Still looking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <be bad>. Okay. <laughs> As Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions event roster... Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this
0: is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
6: <laughs> we'll get back to the show. Now
0: back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by the man you need. need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is a veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show. With Brandon and Kelly, it's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Hey doc, Kelly has a question about her little boneser.
2: Yes, yeah, so um,
1: right,
2: You know Bones very well. He is yeah. a 13 year old um, dog and he has never really had a good set of teeth and I think it's mainly because when he was a puppy and as he grew I tried to kennel train him and he had anxiety and he would bite the cage Mm. when I would leave the house anyway but and he may have always been prone to having bad teeth but you have cleaned his teeth several times and you know had to extract certain teeth because of whatever but as an older dog you know that he has those two big teeth if y'all want to imagine a big walrus, mm-hmm. uh, imagine the walrus with the two fangs, those two big teeth t- or tusks coming out. Well, Bones has those sticking out of his bottom. Yeah. Uh, not, not his, not, bottom, not, not his no. actual bottom. His bottom <laughs> teeth. <laughs> that would be, I need to come to the doctor yeah, now. Maybe you
1: should have taken him in way before okay. now.
2: <laughs> but so he has like a reverse
1: walrus look. It's it's his jawline, not his bottom. Yes. They're coming out of his jaw.
2: And... Dr. Reed, that one tooth that's on his left side is sticking out so far, it almost looks like a small finger. Oh. So I looked and I was like, it looks like it's moving. And it is. And it looks like one of those teeth that have one of those roots in it. So am I supposed to let nature take its course, uh, gum his food up to where he can eat it, um, and then let it fall out? Or do I need to come see you and let you handle it?
4: Well, if it's moving in the uh, tooth socket, then, yeah, it probably has no attachment around the root. So, basically, it's going to eventually come out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and they don't use those. Those are canine teeth. They don't use those to chew their food. But, you know, just in the course of the day, if he's chewing on something, pulling on something, you know, it could come out on its own. But if it's, and sometimes I think it acts as a source of irritation to them if they have a loose tooth in their mouth. So it just may need to be extracted. Yeah. If it's that loose, it could probably be just done under with a sedative, you know, and just, it's like pulling a child's tooth, you know, if it's just loose, that loose in the
1: socket. But in that situation, doc, is it a deal where, let's say the tooth fell out on its own, right? Would you still need to go in there and make sure that that was clean, that there wasn't some type of, um, I guess like the, the root of the tooth still in the jaw?
4: Right, yeah, and you'd be able to tell if the tooth came out, you know, it ought to have a long, and in fact, the root will probably be longer than the actual cusp that's above the gum line because those are pretty massive teeth, but, you know, it should taper down to a nice point, and that would be the the root tip, and, you know, uh, most of the time, unless it's fractured, you know, or broken somehow along the length of it, it'll probably come out intact.
2: Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was one of those because it, it's a bigger tooth, and I could see that root, make, mm-hmm. like collapsing his jaw or something. I was like,
3: mm.
4: "Yeah, no, it'll it'll leave a little opening there that'll just kind of fill in with some tissue as it heals." But uh, yeah, it, all right. If, it, if he acts like it's bothering him, you know, get him in, and we can get it out. All right. Thanks.
1: So, Doc, you were telling me before we got on the air that there was something you wanted to confront Kelly about that you didn't want to let us know. Um, the confrontation, what, what it was going to be. So, Doc, <laughs> the floor is yours. What do you need to say what? to OKP?
4: Well, you know, I, I just glanced on my news feed. The other, maybe yesterday or Sunday, I can't remember, and uh, or Monday, Monday or Tuesday, and I saw a picture of Kelly with a mammal up in her face, and it looks like a raccoon.
3: Yeah. Oh. I wondered
4: well, what's the, what's the story behind that.
2: I have uh, I know someone that rescued that raccoon, and if they wouldn't have rescued it, it would have died. So they bottle fed it, and they're going to keep it until they need to um, turn it loose, and they're going to give it to someone that helps it go back into the wild.
4: Oh well, that's a, that's a good good uh, gesture, and I'm glad and thankful that they rescued it. But you know, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, and you may not, but you know, you can keep up to six. Raccoons in the state of Arkansas legally. So, oh my god! Uh, oh
2: my goodness! Yeah,
4: if they're if they're if they're taken by hand from the wild, here are the ones you can keep as a household pet: opossums, rabbits, raccoons, or squirrels. And that's mm. up to six individual animals. So I guess it's kind of mixed and matched. You could have all six raccoons, or you could have oh. two possums, two rabbits, two raccoons. This is great news. <laughs> So um, I got a call about too long ago. I have a client that has a raccoon, and they were bringing it in, and they had rescued a fox, a baby fox, and wanted to know about um, keeping it. So I reached out to one of my contacts with the Game and Fish Commission, and it is actually illegal to keep a, bo- a bobcat, coyote, a gray fox, or a red fox captured by hand after July 1st, 2022. Hmm. So, you know, okay,
3: good to know.
4: Now you can't keep those, you know. So, uh, unfortunately, the little baby fox apparently died, you know, before they Aww. could ever uh, have it examined. But, uh, but yeah, that's just some information. But the thing that startled me when seeing Kelly with that raccoon so close to her mouth, um, you know, this is this is kind of one of those things that they you always hear about in raccoons, and I, I have. A, oh, four or five clients that have pet raccoons, and we see them occasionally to do their nail trims or whatever. I've neutered them. and um, But they get a, a, a roundworm. Its a common name is a raccoon roundworm, and it goes by the uh, genus of the species name of Baleascaris procyonis. Mm. And it's kind of similar to the roundworms that cats and dogs get, but the difference in this is that... Uh, it's extremely dangerous to people because the larva that hatches from the egg of this roundworm uh, can penetrate uh, the skin, or if you ingest an egg and the larva hatches, it uh, starts migrating, and it can actually migrate into the brain tissue and cause uh, neurological damage. i got to go to the
3: bathroom. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is exactly so what you, she doesn't need to do. I hear. hope
4: you wash your hands and face after handling yeah. that.
1: Oh, yeah, she lets a raccoon crawl across her face. She meets it for the first time. Leave me alone. Hey, so so Kevin, walk most me through. Most
2: people would have done what I would have done.
1: I don't think I put it in my face.
2: I didn't put it in my face. I allowed it to do what it wanted to do.
1: So, But Kevin, I was trying to explain to her that what I've learned about raccoons, and maybe I'm wrong or maybe there's a way to do it better, was that a lot of times you can get them trained when they're young, and then by the time they get a little bit older, it's like all the training is for naught. They're almost impossible to control. Is that true?
4: They, they can be pretty aggressive, especially the males. And, you know, they're still wild animals. And um, this one that I saw just a couple weeks ago, he, he's big. He's probably 17 or 18 pounds. And we had to sedate him to do a nail trim. Just, uh, you know, that's, uh, he's he just, you know, he, he's not going to attack you. But if you try to do something with him, he's so big and strong that mm-hmm. he, he doesn't like his nails trim. So we had to give him a sedative. But, this roundworm you know the infection rate at least in the United States is very high it's uh, some some of the studies show that it, 70% of adult raccoons and 90% of the young raccoons can have this uh, roundworm in their in their body and their, uh, So um, when do
2: I know if I have it? Do I need to go to the doctor today? <laughs> this is Dr. Spines, well, Are you listening? Here's-
4: <laughs> yeah, hopefully he, he may uh, talk about this next week. But, you know, here's, here's the thing about it. It's uh, there's not a real good uh, it's, it's not a common issue in people, <laughs> but um, it's it's there's difficulty diagnosing the illness. There's not a good okay. test for it. Uh, okay. You know, on the on the raccoon, you would do a stool test that actually okay. see the eggs. But when the larva gets in a person's body. There's really not a good uh, serum test or anything to to diagnose it. So it makes uh, treatment difficult if you don't know what you're dealing with.
2: Why am I seeing Sigourney Weaver and like an (laughs) alien type thing in my stomach, Dr. Kevin Bree? You
4: probably don't want to look at a photomicrograph of it because it probably has little teeth like that. And uh, you may have some. You may be incubating some in your small intestine right now.
2: You know what? Sometimes it's just better not to know. And now I'm upset that so, I know.
1: So Kevin, should we warn Don Lair because Kelly hugged Don? Do you think Wait, Kelly has then, transmitted the raccoon okay. roundworm to Don Lair?
4: Um, there is a possibility. Uh, nice knowing you, know, you Don.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd get it. Yeah,
4: you know, uh, well, actually once the larva migrates through her brain, through Kelly's brain, it's probably not going to be infected. It won't so it'll probably be a dead end host to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right.
4: Y'all see
2: what I deal with.
3: This is my favorite show ever with uh-huh. Dr. Reed. You no,
4: know, um, and, and this is interesting. If you There's actually, it, it is considered a, a, considered a potential bioterrorism threat. Oh, man. It could be used, because here's the thing. the <laughs> Raccoon's eggs are easier to acquire. I don't know if you know about raccoon social habits, but they usually use the bathroom in communal areas, and that's known as a l- raccoon latrine. Uh-huh. So... This is a, an abundant source of these eggs from this roundworm, and they and they remain viable for years. You know, they Good. don't dry out, they don't die. So, by being able to live for years, they're extremely resistant to disinfectants, and uh, you know. So theoretically, you know, somebody could put this in a community water supply
3: oh. and
4: contaminate contaminate every person in the city
1: fantastic i feel Mm -hmm. as
2: if he's painting the picture i have been out in the wilderness with these wild raccoons you let a
1: wild raccoon crawl across your face and they go to the bathroom in communal areas no
2: he is house trained and goes in a litter box and
1: has for a couple of months kevin just said that's even worse if they're litter box trained
4: And I I saw a number somewhere. A female can produce let me see where that was it's
2: still on the eggs, the larvae, aren't you? A
4: hundred now get this, write this down, Kelly. hundred and fifteen thousand to one hundred and seventy nine thousand eggs per day oh, from a female woman. My and so and and here's the thing, they get out of the soil and then within two to four weeks they're infected. And that's the part where they can get in other, you know, small mammals, birds, mm. uh the, and actually be an intermediate host. And uh that's where Children, probably this happens more often, children out digging in the dirt where a raccoon's been, you know, they could get this uh, larval infection. So that's another reason, you know, if your kids are out in the yard and playing in the dirt and you've known, you've seen raccoons around or other wild animals, you know, hygiene is important. Wash your hands right. after being outside.
1: It's great. She let uh, it crawl across her face. I did think I saw dandruff this morning. More than likely, it's <laughs> raccoon eggs okay, or larva. Okay. <laughs> it could have been. It I'll let you been. know if
2: something start, starts hatching.
1: <laughs> yeah, let, let,
4: let's hope you have any stomach pain, abdominal pain, because that could be the first symptom.
1: Great. Hey, should I send her home to work for the next couple of weeks you over Zoom? That'd be great.
2: <laughs> I need a break from him. Will you write me a note?
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll put it on. I'll put it on some letterhead and send it to to the owner. Thank so you. So
1: again, be very careful. Raccoon roundworms are out there. Kelly is now a transmitter. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> we- People believe that. Watch stuff. out for Don Lair as well okay. from Family Inc. She has become a transmitter <laughs> oh because she hugged gosh. Kelly. I'm
2: going to put out some type of warning.
1: Kelly's son more than likely has it as Brandon. well. So anyway, I just I don't want to scare anybody, but but it's a thing. Y'all, this is Wet Nose Wednesday with the man you need. need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, this could be the greatest segment you've ever done. I appreciate you uh, for letting us know this
4: hey i enjoyed talking with you and kelly don't mean to scare you but just be careful
6: Thanks.
1: Yep, there you go thanks doc <laughs> <laughs>
6: i'm
1: itching ladies and gentlemen this is the
0: k-fine breakfast club hey welcome
6: back everybody
0: powered by family zinc we'll
6: get back to the show
0: now back to brandon baxter and kelly perry
1: so we're joined in studio this morning by jessica odom who is here representing right fiber jessica welcome in this morning how's your day been so far today
9: so far so good i'm still halfway through my coffee so it can get even better <laughs> is it
1: your first coffee
9: this is my first coffee
1: jessica how big is your coffee
9: it's a 32 ounce coffee oh that's pretty good it's yeah. <laughs> a good one where's mine okay so we just make it count the first one right yeah, yeah. so she's like i've only had
1: one but it's 32 ounces right. uh, so for us we wake up at 3 30 in the morning and oh. the first thing i do is go to coffee this thing's full and i've already had three cups at home
9: nice so I'm ready to go take the
3: day so
1: Wright fiber man we hear so much about this uh, you know and it's been a big deal in in our community in our city the expansion and right fiber is here and they're offering these crazy speeds uh, we wanted to bring you guys in and kind of figure out what's happening because I think you have some pretty exciting stuff going on
9: yeah absolutely so the news that we recently shared was that we have officially launched five two gig and five gig speeds and so think about it the demand and for reliable, fast internet is greater than ever before. You so think? It's crazy. You, it is crazy. Yeah. On average, a uh, household has 22 connected devices. So think about your own house. How many devices oh do you gosh. think you have connected?
1: <clears throat> you want to walk through it real quick? Let's
9: talk oh about it. Okay, so
1: me and my wife and my son all have phones, all connected. My son has an iPad. He has a PlayStation 4, an Xbox One, uh, a gaming PC, PC. We have Alexa. <clears throat> we have the Ring doorbell. I mean, I'm just going through there, and there's going to be more stuff. Oh, watches. They're yep. all connected. Mm-hmm. Two watches. I would have never dreamed we had that many connections.
9: It's so many. And if you think about it, that number is going to continue to grow. I know I've seen washing machines, refrigerators, all sorts of appliances that are connected. So as we become more dependent on that, it's going to be vital for us to have the ability and the access to those five, two gig and five gig speeds.
1: So the speeds basically mean we can handle all the different things that we have in our home without having to bog everything down.
9: Yeah. What do you think whenever you're streaming your favorite show and you have to stop and and stand for some buffering?
1: Uh -uh. Nobody wants that. No, because, so many of us—that's how we're consuming so much of our content—is either you know YouTube or streaming services. And when you hit those blips, like most of the time, it's it's you know going to be perfect. But when you hit the blip, that's when you want to make sure you have great service where there's less of those blips.
9: Absolutely. And you think about your mega gamers—that one blip could be life or death in their yes. game. <laughs> it, oh, it you take make, that
1: to a 13-year-old and you're messed absolutely, up.
9: Absolutely, absolutely. So we are wanting to meet the needs of all of our customers. Yeah. We're constantly monitoring what those needs look like, mm-hmm. and then. This is our exact response to the needs that we saw. So we have made those speeds available across our entire Right Fiber network, and that is available for all of our existing customers and our future customers.
1: So I know because I see you guys working all the time, and like the whole deal was we want to we want to take over not only in Northeast Arkansas, but you know uh, Right Fiber is going all around the state, going to different markets around. Uh, How do we find out if we can take the service? Is there a way we can figure out if it's available to us?
9: Yeah, absolutely. We want everybody to visit www.rightfiber.com and plug in your address, and it will let you know if we are already in your area or what our plans are for um, entering that space.
1: So yeah, I was going to ask you, what if I want you to come to my area? Can I beg you to come to my house? You
9: can. You can (laughs) tell all your friends and neighbors in your area um, to go to that same website, rightfiber.com. Put in their address, and we monitor that as well. We want to make sure that we are um, meeting those needs and following where customers want us.
1: So when you're talking about two gig fiber and five gig fiber, I didn't even realize that was a deal. Like, I thought that capped out early, or then you had business. I didn't realize that homes could get that type of fiber.
9: Homes can get that type of fiber, which we have solutions for every need, every home need. So from 500 meg all the way up now to 5 gig, um, it really depends on what the home needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we mentioned, as those needs continue to grow with connected devices, we want to make sure that we are future-proofed and that customers have that readily available.
1: So I remember when I first was connected to the internet. I might be a little bit older than you. How old are you? Can I? I ask am you? old enough. Okay. So she doesn't want to tell me. But so the first time I remember with the internet, right, I was probably like ninety five, ninety six, right? And I didn't even have fifty six K. It was like a twenty six something. And like I couldn't even load images on websites. I had to turn images off. That's how primitive will never know. They'll never They'll understand. Never know. But to think that we have so much ability to consume all the different stuff. And there's people who, you know, let's say it's a, you're working from home and it's a Zoom meeting that you need to do. Or maybe your kid wants to game or any of the different connected things that we want to use. Maybe like for me, I want to watch, you know, WWE on Peacock. Right. Um, to have fast internet that's dependable is super important. But I've also ran into situations, and, and, and I hope I don't put you in a weird spot to have to answer a question. But sometimes when you call places for help, <clears throat> it's tough to get help.
9: With you guys, help. is
1: it easy to get help?
9: It's going to be very easy. Uh, when our customers call us, and even non-customers, if they want to talk to us about what options are available, they're going to talk to somebody either here in Jonesboro, Jonesboro or um, at our other customer service site in West Tennessee. So you're talking to somebody that your kids play sports yeah. with, that you potentially go to church with, that you are going to see at the grocery store. We are all here, and we're ready to help.
1: Makes a big difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. So again, if you want to find out more, you can go to rightfiber.com. You can see if the service is already there, or if you're like me, you can go and beg for the service to get to your neighborhood, which I'll probably do with you in the studio. Is that okay? Yeah,
9: let's go. All right. So again,
1: they're offering two gig and five gig fiber speeds with Right Fiber. Jessica Odom joins us in studio this morning. We appreciate you stopping by.
9: Thank you so much.
1: Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, if you uh, missed any of the show today, check us out in podcast form. It's available wherever you get podcasts. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. And in the podcast, you'll hear the moment where Kelly began to get nervous when Dr. Kevin Reed told her more than likely she had a disease for allowing that uh, raccoon to crawl across her face and touch her in the mouth. He was giving me the creepy crawlies today. Yeah, and he normally does, but for different reasons.
2: Oh, Brandon! <laughs> oh my God!
1: So anyway, uh, you'll hear Kelly where she gets this information, and now we have Contagious Kelly in studio. If she were a garbage pail kid, she would be contel- uh, uh, cont- Contagious.
2: Contagious Kelly. Contagious. Contagious. I don't Kelly. think it's
1: contagious.
2: You're trying to. I think you're trying to morph two words together, but that works.
1: So, Contagious Kelly in studio. Sure. Been called worse, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, the podcast again, Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts and Kelly Perry what's on tv tonight
2: the season finale of the Masked singer game 13 and 14 of jeopardy masters i think they're going to 100 <laughs> the season finale of farmer wants a wife let's see the series premiere of the family stallone on paramount plus this is a reality show starring sylvester stallone rocky his wife jennifer flavin and their daughters sophia sistine and Scarlett. i heard it was fun had lots of little drama on it
1: oh yeah what do the, his
2: kids look like his wife was a model right yeah, his, his kids Are look pretty? just like they do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. younger versions of them. Good genes. Yeah, but also on tonight, The Flash, Chicago Med, Riverdale, and Chicago Fire.
1: Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.